Welcome to the Manifesting Clarity Podcast, where we work together to help you receive the answers to your big what's next question. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Roth. I'm excited to share how my journey of building a business as a massage therapist and herbalist has led me to my biggest passion, clarity coaching. My deepest desire is to help you create a life you absolutely love. So with each episode, I'll bring you firsthand stories and proven methods from industry leaders who have faced challenging decisions and stepped into their power to unlock a life of their dreams. It's my intention to bring you inspiration and answers so you can navigate your life's next big step. Hi, everyone. So stinking excited to be here with you today. I am with a dear, 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 dear friend of mine, David Cook. And we were just chatting about how to describe him and explain. And I'm sure a lot of um, what he's up to in the world will come through naturally. Um, but we've we've decided that David Cook is full of shit in, in both ways, the good ways and the bad ways. And we have, and what cracks me up about this is in earlier podcasts, you all have heard us say that there is no good or bad. So that makes me laugh in and of itself. So David, shit, David Cook's just full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so <laughs> we do a lot of laughing. We do a lot of soul searching. We do a lot of digging into expansion and what are we here for? What did we come here for? One of the hats and or masks that David uh, um, plays with on a, on a daily basis is being an attorney and a state planning attorney. And uh, so it's, um, it's neat to really talk about the depths of life, like coming in and being of spirit, being in the physical body. And when we leave and when we exit and when our spirit continues to go on to its next highest realm. Um, and it's been an absolute pleasure and honor to have you as a friend for the last 10 years and to have these conversations and go all over the place. So I'm, I'm thrilled to see where spirit takes us today and what happens, um, what comes through. And we've already been digging into some, some super fun stuff of when the, the universe smiles, when we smile, the universe smiles back. So I'm going to turn it over to you and uh, let you introduce yourself or whatever comes through. But thank you so much for being here and, and coming to play with me today. Wonderful. Hi. I'm David, and I'm honored to be a friend of Jennifer Roth. Truly honored. It's a gift of my life. When, when I hear this, when I hear these kinds of discussions, sometimes they feel so serious, and, and they're not. The whole point of this journey was to be fun. You, you're, you're, what am I supposed to do? What is my mission on earth? What am I supposed to do? You're supposed to have fun. You're, you're supposed to see how great you can be. You're supposed to, and I'm going to say something that some people might not like, but you're supposed to play God in the best possible sense. You're supposed to play God. I mean, what do you, do you want me to play God? Am I supposed to play God? Yes, you're supposed to play God in the best possible sense. Unconditional love for everyone and everything. Now, I already saw how serious that sounded, but, but isn't it the most fun you ever had? I tried to have money in my 
pocket to give to people on the street corner. And one of the joys of my life is giving money to people on the street corner. And I keep testing myself and forcing myself to give more and more money, higher and higher bills, because I'm breaking down something within me that's resistant to giving away. And yet the greatest joy I have is giving away. I love it when they say, God bless you. But who else says God bless you? How, how can I get a free God bless you? Go and find a homeless man or woman and hand him 20 bucks. Oh my God, God bless you, sir. I mean, my family isn't going to say God bless me when I get home tonight. No one's going to say, Jennifer didn't even start off with saying God bless you, David. And yet I can get a free God bless you simply by giving out a little bit of money that's going to help that person. It's a, I mean, it's, it's, it's a wonderful life. It's fun. It's so downright fun. But I want to show you something that's been on my mind since we sat down. And I, I'm not sure if you've ever been in my office, Jen. So I'm not sure you've ever seen this. But, but this is a, can you see it? This is a picture of me when I'm five years old. I'm so grateful that you're doing this. Yes. And it's a, it's a poster hat I had made up off of my mother took of me when I was five years old. Those, those guns were loaded with caps. I made sure every gun was fully loaded with caps. As soon as she snapped it, I shot her. And which is what sons do to their mothers, as every mother will tell you who's had her heart broken by her son, that that's, a, that's precisely what we, what we do. And then in later life, we regret it greatly. And at this stage, I wish I had my mother here so I could tell her, mom, I'm sorry, I shot you, even though at the moment I meant it. Um, but I, the reason I keep this picture of this little boy from many, many years ago isn't vanity. And it isn't that, oh, he's so cute, or look at him, or look at David. It has nothing to do with that. I wanted a picture of me when I was mentally cognizant, wasn't quite yet so subject to the influences of the outside world, that I wasn't really believing what religion told me. And I wasn't really believing, even on some level, what mom and dad told me. And I wasn't believing that much what I was learning in kindergarten, or believing that much what my friends told me are believing, believing, believing what the outside world, what the outside world doesn't just want, but insists that I believe and insists that I be a part of. And I wanted to, I, I knew there was a part of my life before that happened, when I was free. Well, that was it. And so I love that picture of me before I, before I believed all the stuff that I was told to believe. I recently read this wonderful interview between Joseph Campbell and a member of an audience while he was giving a presentation. And if you're not familiar with Joseph Campbell, just, I mean, look him up on Wikipedia or whatever. He's just, he, he, he writes about woo-woo stuff, but in such a fascinating way that you want to read the book. He was talking about the principle of slaying the dragon, that in medieval times, the concept of slaying the dragon, if you read about King Arthur, any of the Arthurian romances, it's about slaying the dragon. And the question is, what is the dragon? What's the dragon in your life, Jennifer? What's the dragon in my life? What's the dragon in the life of every person who's listening to this? And the dragon is outside influences. The hardest dragon for any of us to slay is outside influences. And you might say, well, David, then what's left? What's left is your internal guidance system. What's left is your heart. I'm going to point to it. Your heart will always tell you what to do. It's trying to do it right now. But outside influences shut it off. To slay the dragon is to slay outside influences and live the path of the heart. That is the true path of the warrior. The path of the warrior is the path of the heart. And the path of the heart is your internal guidance system, which will never, ever, ever mislead you because it understands how it works. It understands how the universe works. 
So that's why I keep that picture because he, he was slaying the dragon. In that case, the dragon was my mother, although I adored my mother. We had a wonderful relationship, but she was as close to a dragon as I had. And so, and if you think back in your life, for many of us, she's as close to a dragon as, as you'll have. We both love and fear the dragon, right? Um, and we actually know we worship and fear the dragon <laughs> is, what, is, is what we do. And, and we pray that worshiping will prevent her from being a dragon, but it doesn't. Um, and uh, her could be a hymn too. It's not gender specific. Anyhow, that's going off track. But, but the concept of understanding slay the dragon and our entire lives are made up of, of not slaying the dragon, being afraid of it, of following what we're told to do. I'm a lawyer. What's, lawyer, what's lawyering about? Well, the rules, following the rules, making sure you don't break the rules, follow the rules, follow the rules, be a good boy, follow the rules. I don't wanna be a good boy. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been a good boy and I wanna tell you something, it doesn't work. I mean, I, I remember in late grade school and high school, I was a good boy. I was a good student. I dress nice, I comb my hair, I take a bath every night. And then I realized all the hot girls wanted bad boys. And, and how can that be? I've done every single thing I was told to do. And all those girls that I fantasize about, they, don't, they want that guy smoking cigarettes. And, and, and I don't know what to do, but I do know that following the rules didn't work even way back then. Mm. Um, and so, oh my gosh! So I, I have to pop in here because there's just so there's so much already. I, I I fell in love with the spirit almost instantaneously. I feel like the first you and I were part of a clarity circle. That's how we met, and we got to spend one day a month for a good handful of hours for years. I I don't know. I can't remember how long you were a part of it, but I've. I was definitely a part of it for, for years. So I'm very grateful for that. And one of even just the, uh, my favorite memories of, of circle was that you would come in and you would almost always find some music that just got you going and excited and grateful and enjoying the day and full of gratitude. And so on my way to circle, I would always turn the radio on and just pretend that I was like hanging out with you and on our way to circle. And, and so I, I thank you for that, that memory that I'll always get to hold in my heart of, of you getting to walk in and in such a place of, of gratitude and appreciation for, for all of life. And, and then we were just together uh, and had lunch a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about this whole conversation about money and resources and energy and in the the world. Um, and you had shared, which I always have loved to hear too, which is I think it was is it Christmas morning or Christmas Eve that you would go downtown and give away money to people on the street. New, New Year's, New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Okay. All right. And so I have that in my mind a lot and on the 16th Street Mall here in Denver of, of what you're up to just out there giving. And um, and so the day that I, I left with you, I was like, all right, I'm going to give some money away today. And 
I can't remember exactly what happened, but I'm pretty sure I chose, um, there was somebody that was on the street. Uh, I, I, I was getting money out and I didn't get it out quick enough before I could give it to them, roll the window down before the light changed. And so I was like, oh, bummer, <laughs> move faster. What, what are you doing? And, and then I pulled into the grocery store. I think I was going to the bank and I pull in the grocery store and there is this magnificent sound. It's like, I, I couldn't tell is somebody sitting in their car and they have like their classical music just all the way up. Like what? It was profound. And as I'm walking in, there is a pregnant woman who is choosing to either make money this way or be on the, on the street. I'm not sure, but she has a violin and she is playing the violin with a, what are they called? A speaker. Um, and it is so loud that there are people coming out of the grocery store to like go, what is happening? And it was magical on so many levels because that's something that I observed during um, this whole pandemic piece of people playing music and being creative and tapping back into their spirit of like, what juices them up? What, what are we here for? And so I'm like, of course, I wasn't able to roll my window down quick enough for the person that was there because this woman was, and it wasn't about what she was doing or not doing, or, you know, that, that's not, that doesn't go into it for me when I'm choosing to give money to somebody that's standing wherever they are in the world. But this woman, I was like, heck yes, I want to give this woman money and resources. And I had so much fun pausing and looking at her in the eyes and getting that, receiving that, God bless you. Um, and I haven't had a minute to share that to you, with you. So I'm so grateful that you brought that up. And then the other piece, not to just like keep cruising through, but you are the person who inspired me to go find an image of myself sometime before five years old. And I have this photo I look at every day. Wait, I want to see this. Hold on. Um, The in May of 1983. And I love her. Yes. She's great eyes. And how, like, we get to fall in love with ourselves, right? By, by who, who were we before, before we started to put masks on for other people? Yes. What an amazing statement. Who were we before we started to put masks on for other people? Stop other people from persuading me to be not me. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So just these are the kind of conversations we have. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're having having fun exploring the feelings and emotions that are coming up for you. Um, There was something else that you were talking about that you had written, um, David, which is is this whole aspect of when we smile, the universe smiles back. And even though we have degrees, they don't necessarily mean anything in this, this reality or playing field. They do. They get us places. They, they serve a purpose for a period of time. And then it's the expansion. It's the, what, what are we doing day to day that really brings us full, fully into life. So um, if, is there anything that you'd like to talk about either with those things or um, with, with what you've written? Yes, it's uh, the understanding that we're in control, which we want to be. A few years ago, I thought I really needed money. And so I decided that I would believe in the power of prayer. 
And I realized that the power of prayer is very specific. Um, and so I prayed fervently, intently. And I did this prayer on Saturday morning. This is a true story that on Monday morning on my front porch would be a Samsonite suitcase. And I felt that I needed to, to say exactly the kind of suitcase, a Samsonite suitcase with $250,000. I did not want to get greedy. I thought 250000 would be a reasonable amount for me based on who I was. $250,000 in used $20 bills. Because again, I felt if I were really specific, because sometimes I feel like people will say a prayer and the powers that be aren't sure what you want. I want a bunch of money. Well, how much is a bunch of money? For some people in the world, a bunch of money would be a lot less than 250000 but I felt 250000 I said it in total belief that it would happen. I really did. And uh, to the point where on Monday morning at eight o'clock, I opened the door and looked out. Um, we, know, we know the answer. And I could never figure out why the suitcase didn't show up. And, but I figured it out since then. And the problem is the universe, that, that, that mirror of the universe is constantly monitoring us. And it believes us. I should whisper this. The universe believes us more than we believe ourselves. And the thought I had the instant, the instant after I said that prayer, the thought that I had was, that'll never work. We can't stop that thought. I can't stop that. I could, ask, I could ask for the money right now. Do you know what? If I asked for the money right now and didn't have the thought it would never work, the money would appear. The master said, you could say to that mountain, move, and it would move. If you had but the faith of a mustard seed, the master said, you could say to that mountain, move, and it would move. Well, if I can move a mountain, I can shit $250,000, can't I? I mean, it seems like a minor point in comparison to what it would take to move a mountain. But the problem is, as soon as I have the thought, I then say to the universe, that'll never happen. That won't work. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. How will I explain it? Do I have to pay taxes on it? Do I have to declare it? Do I have to tell people about it? What am I going to do? Should, should I just say thank you, give 10% of it to charity? Which charity? None of the charities helped me. All of, those, all of those thoughts that come in that, that say to us, it's almost easier if you don't give me the 250,000. It's just too difficult if you do. So the mirror is, is not only literal, the mirror, the universal mirror is what I call guy literal, G-U-Y, guy, I'm guy literal. Four years ago, I started yoga, which has been a blessing in my life. I do it three times a week. It's changed my life for the better. We're like the second session in. And my yogini, who's a wonderful human being, she said, okay, David, you're on your hands and knees, bring your right knee forward and touch your nose. And I brought my right knee forward and I went like this. And I said to myself, yoga is just the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. What? I feel foolish. So for those of you that are just listening and not observing this, this video, David and moved his knee forward and because, well, what I'm not going to create a story. He moved his knee forward and then he touched his nose with his finger. Okay. So that you're tracking with this visual. Yes. And I'm, I mean, I'm guy literal and I'm holding that pose for a moment. And I say to myself, oh, I know what she meant. She meant me to touch my nose with my knee. She didn't say that because she thought that I was a woman and I would get it. But she didn't realize she was dealing with a guy who would not get it. And so I quickly dropped the finger, brought my, of course, I can't touch my nose with my knee, but I brought him in the same general direction and, and she never saw. 
And so I, I escaped. But that's guy literal. The universe is guy literal. You have to be guy literal, even though the universe is feminine. The un universe is, is part of the physical manifestation of the sacred feminine. Nevertheless, in terms of literality, it's guy literal. And so, and so you have to say what you want and then believe it. And then the other, the other aspect of it is you can't go checking on it. Um, I've, I've heard this once before, and I just love this, that when, when you go into a restaurant and order something, and then the, the, the wait person disappears, then you don't five minutes later go into the kitchen and make sure the chef is doing it the way you suggested. You assume it will happen the way you, you asked. But with requests to the universe, we make the request and then we maybe we'll make it again. And then we'll make it again. Like, like maybe your universe, you didn't hear me the first time. And then we'll check, are you gonna do this? I mean, this is really gonna happen because you, know, you don't have that much time to do this. It's, um, I guess it's what they call faith. Although faith is primarily results from experience. And once we start to have the experience that following our internal guidance system to, to come full circle works, which it does, then, then it works. And when it works, it works. And when it works and works and works. And things get better and better and better. When things get better, they get better and better and better. So uh, it's, uh, but uh, yes, yes. When you smile, the universe smiles. When you frowns, when you frown, it, take, it takes you serious and frowns. And, uh, and so, so that's all I have to say on that subject. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love it. Uh, when we smile, the universe smiles back and it takes courage to smile. Sometimes it takes courage to get out of our own way and to pause and be quiet and, and listen to what our spirit has to say. So I am forever, forever grateful uh, that you brought this image that's in the the back left corner of of you um, of your five year old self shooting those caps, um, and that I have this photo of myself as well. And so that that I think is um, one of the the bigger takeaways for today. Please go find an image of yourself that you love and appreciate that tells an amazing story of a phenomenal part of your life. And even if it doesn't, maybe it's of courage, maybe it's of, of a time of strength, maybe it's something, but that is the purest version of ourself is before five, five or younger as, um, as far as I can sense in, in watching our nieces grow up and you have had beautiful daughters that you've raised and gotten to see that spirit over and over and over again from being the perspective of dad, but um, yeah, go find that and and put it on your desk, put it somewhere, have it as the screensaver on your phone and write in and tell us what, what are the conversations you're having with that person? What are the, the, the lessons that you're learning from that inner guidance system? Because it is the strongest. It will teach you the most. It's, it's definitely teaching us the most. So anything else, David? No, that was beautiful. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for joining us. David will definitely be back multiple times. There are so many things, uh, topics, ideas, inspiration, excitements, and joys that we want to share with you and inspire you and, and get your, your mind thinking. So uh, head out into the world today and smile so that the universe can smile back. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Manifesting Clarity. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. 
This helps others to find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.